You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Hey, this is Joel, Joel Albrecht, and this is a special edition of Were You Still Talking? It's an edition that I'm doing. It's a supplemental. It's not my usual podcast. It is. I'm going to be talking about the shared experience that we're all having and the dreaded COVID-19. The first thing I'm going to share is a quote. This is a quote from Director of National Institute of Health, Dr. Anthony Fucci, on CNN March 15th. So this is old news already. What he said was, I like it when people are thinking I'm overreacting because that means we're doing it just right. I have a couple people watching. This is working. He also said for a while, life is not going to be the way it used to be in the United States. I know there's a lot of people posting a lot of stuff on Facebook about this issue, um, which I think is great. People that have issue with people posting about the issue, well, just skip by it. Just go right on by it and and go to something else. Uh, I'm going to recommend some other podcasts as well in case this isn't what you're interested in today. Mostly, again, I want to talk about our shared experience. I also want to point out some facts that I got from experts, not facts from myself. It's not just mansplaining. It's facts that I've gotten from experts. Um, for, well, for one, I went on and looked at the population of the U.S., which is 7.7 billion as of April 2019. So if you look at some other numbers, that's something you can compare those numbers to. Total sick now, 4,096. That was as of a few hours ago. There's a live stream on uh, YouTube, live coronavirus pandemic, real-time counter. It's pretty interesting. It has every country in the world, has the amount of cases that have, that have happened. It also has the amount of recovered, which is a really nice thing. A lot of what I uh, wanted to talk about and wanted to recommend for you is Dr. John Campbell. He's an uh, English doctor that has been doing informative videos on YouTube. Also, Michael Osterholm on Joe Rogan. And I do have a guest coming up. He's, he's listening patiently. My friend John is with us today. He will be on to counter all my stuff, or at least so we, we will talk together. Um, John Campbell. Main point, and this point's being made over and over again, now, today, I didn't see this really pushed until today. It should have been pushed maybe earlier. The reason that we're going through all this stuff, the reason that we're, that day by day by day, more people are being asked to shelter in place is to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve is something that didn't happen in China. It was too late. Didn't happen in Italy. It was too late. So in other words, they got all their cases at one time, a great big arc, they were completely overwhelmed, and they, they couldn't handle it. So the hospitals couldn't handle it. Um, med- med- medical people couldn't handle it. Not everyone is going to be sick enough that they need a hospital, but if they are, the idea here is to flatten the curve, to slow it down. So all these inconveniences and this dramatic stuff that we're seeing, dramatic. I've never seen anything like this. I'm like... Uh, well, I'm over 50, at least. And, you know, this is... Wow. 
Wow. Uh, I'm going to kind of go backwards. The information I have is some of it's almost three days old, which right now is extremely old, right? We know this. We're getting updates by the hour, really. I'm going to start with... Uh, it's been three months since discovered the pandemic. The numbers are much... This is from John Campbell. The numbers are much higher than reported, as numbers are based on testing. This is especially true in the U.S. The testing is extremely low. Extremely low. There are three, 340, over 340,000 people in Lane County. I'm going to get a little closer to home now. Over 340 people in Lane County, there have been 49 tested. So far, in Lane County, no one has tested positive. I think there are still more than half of the tests pending. Far more than half of the tests but we're talking about 49 people here, okay, out of 340,000. So if you're good at math, you understand that's a very low percentage. 7.7 billion people on the planet. There's 327 million in America. If you go to the uh, pandemic, live pandemic thing, that it, uh, you can see that the cases, the reason the cases are so low in the U.S. is largely because the percentage of testing is extremely low. So the numbers are much higher than reported as numbers are based on testing. Now the best the best case scenario here, as everyone probably can guess, is that all this that's happening, the destruction of our economy, the, the locking down of America, the scare, the scarcity of toilet paper, that all this is over the top and in a month we'll we'll find out that it's not that severe, that it hasn't hit that hard. And we'll go back and we'll be grumbling about how stupid everyone was to be in such a panic. The, the likelihood of that, according to the people who know a lot more than me, the WHO, the CDC, not the band, the WHO, the CDC, the people who know, they're extremely serious about how big this pandemic probably is already because we were so late to get on board. Now, I don't talk about politics on my comp podcast normally, but today I might get into that. Another thing that Dr. John Campbell talked about was how much we could learn from China. The WHO was slow to respond. The WHO now, the couple days ago, the WHO now considered the of uh, Europe the epicenter of the virus. The most important things are testing contact tracing, quarantine, and social distancing. We've all heard social distancing. Testing, dropping the ball in North Korea. None, um, oh, dropping the ball in the U.S. I can't read my own writing. I'm so sorry. Um, as of when I saw this podcast, North Korea had tested more people in one day than the U.S. had in three months. Um... In one day, North Korea, which is kind of the model of a country that's done well with this, they tested more people than the U.S. has ever. Um, every country should be following WHO guidelines. Another great podcast to listen to is Michael Osterholm on Joe Rogan. It's O-S-T-E-H-O-L-M, Joe Rogan Show. He talks a lot about... Um, he is an actual, he's an infectious disease detective. He's someone who watches infectious diseases, who studies them, who, who watches the, you know, has studied the history of them, knows a lot of stuff. 
if you can get past the first 15 minutes, which is extremely scary, then he goes into a lot more. He breaks down rumors, what's a rumor, what's not, what's going to work, what isn't. Um, if you've, if you've gotten, if you're watching this and you've gotten this far and you think, I can't stand any more coronavirus stuff, then you should watch the Joe Rogan Show podcast with Dan Flores, who's a coyote expert, and find out why there's so many coyotes in America, because that's also incredible. Okay, the, according to Michael on the Joe Rogan Show, this virus is 10 to 15 times worse than a normal flu season. They expect up to 480,000 deaths in the next three to four months. Now, that, that number is worldwide. Worldwide. But if it's 10 times a normal flu season in America, that could be, you know, close to 100,000 deaths. And it could be worse. It's not an old person's disease. That's another big myth. Old people are more susceptible just because of their age and because of problems that old people have. But it's not... Anyone can get it. The majority of people who get it, I think something like 80%, now I'm, I'm messing with numbers here, I'm guessing, but the majority of people who get it are going to be fine. They're going to be sick, they're not going to feel well, but they're going to recover if, and they're going to be better, and then they will have the antibodies for the virus. Um, the problem is, we don't know when we're sick. You know, it takes days, like any virus, like any flu virus, it takes days for the effects to show up. And then why the, why the effects are showing up, the virus is actually, that's when it's the most contagious, is before you know you have it. That's the reason for this social distancing. That's why they are taking such drastic measures, because we have no idea right now how many people have the virus. In two weeks, the U.S. will have a lot better idea. In four weeks, they should have a good idea and that's the whole flatten the curve deal. If we can slow down how many people get it in, the, in a short amount of time, hospitals may not be overwhelmed. Locally, I know my hospitals are overwhelmed. Not, not with COVID-19, but with patients. They're already full. So I completely understand. Now, if you have 100, maybe, infectious patient, infected patients who are infectious, You've got a big problem, a really big problem in a small town. In bigger cities, it's, it's just, it's a bigger problem. I'm pretty sure that large cities also have a problem. Other risk factors, not, um, other risk factors for the disease are things like diabetes. Um, if you have any lug problems, all these different things. One of the biggest risk factors and one of the reasons they're so worried about U.S. population is that obesity um, 45% of Americans over 45 are obese. Obesity has a risk factors for a lot of things. And as we know, as maybe you don't know, in America, it kills a lot of people. 300,000 people a year, something like that. Look it up. Research this stuff. Don't listen to me. I'm a podcaster. I just came on here because I felt like, as a podcaster, I have a little responsibility to at least try and share our experiences together I have already sort of been sheltering in place due to other factors. So this isn't that new to me, but it's, it's strange now. What can the average person do? The average person should do what everyone else is doing. The infection is contagious before you get sick. That was what I was trying to get at a little minute ago, but I was taking a long time to do it. 
if you are at risk, if you think you are an at-risk person, self-isolate now. This has changed. They're telling a lot of, lot of people to self-isolate. Anyone over 65 recommended that they self-isolate. Now it gets personal. Um, Heidi was just told to go home. Anyone at the University of Oregon was told if they can work from home, work from home, starting a few hours ago. Uh, it's gone from 50 people, uh, gatherings of 50 people, recommended gatherings of 50 people last night, to now recommended gatherings of no more than 10. That's still, if one of those 10 is infected, it, that's still very dangerous because all those, the other 10 people then could spread that without getting sick, could spread that and still get other people sick. So unfortunately, um, this is real. I wanted to pretend it wasn't for a long time. I want to say, I'll just go on as life as usual, especially because I had plans as I'm sure a lot of you did. I had plans. Damn it. Um, too bad. Uh, Rhodes on MSNBC. Now it's going to get a little political. MSNBC this morning, he worked for Barack Obama's uh, legislation, uh, not legislation, presidency. Obama left Trump a global health infrastructure and Trump basically dismantled it. So that's the part that uh, is really scary. And uh, if anyone, I know other people are going to think, well, I'm going to shut this off because I'm just full of whatever, uh, which I probably am, I'm full of beans, but um, that's a big deal. And I knew that was happening two years ago. I heard that he was dismantling certain departments. When you don't believe in science, you don't need science departments. The CDC is based on science. Uh, if it seems like a lot, you can turn this off now and go listen to the podcast about coyotes. That's a good one. But we're just getting started. I've got my friend on here, John Griffin. Before I bring him on, just real quick, I think it was Wednesday I went to the store. This is Monday. Wednesday, I heard Costco was out of toilet paper. I went to the store. I thought, uh, come on, this is stupid. There's toilet paper. And I was right. There was toilet paper at Trader Joe's. There was toilet paper at Price Chopper. So, okay, there's toilet paper here. I did some shopping. Friday, the whole toilet paper scare was bigger. Their shelves at uh, Trader Joe's were bare. There was no toilet paper. There was no pasta. There was no canned goods. There was almost no frozen goods. There was lots of fresh goods, lots and lots of fruits and vegetables and meats and cheeses and all the different kinds of milks and lots of wine. And how does that make any sense? Shouldn't people have been drinking the wine? So that's where we are today as well. I went to some small stores today just to check in, no toilet paper. And uh, after we talk a little bit more, I'm going to tell you how to make I'm going to have John remind me to tell you how to make your own hand sanitizer all yourself. So, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening to all that. And, whew, what's up? Hey, man. It's good to be here. Um, wow, making your own hand sanitizer. Making your own hand sanitizer. Uh, that sounds pretty... Yeah. That sounds uh, That sounds downright Rambo. That sounds like... Um, you know, being resourceful. So how do you make your own hand sanitizer? Oh, we're going to get into that now? Because it's really, it, it takes a while. I need, I, okay, I think I, all right, let's, I can let's, go to the kitchen and get, no, I'm kidding. This is nothing. <clears throat> you take 60% alcohol. We took a little container, like those travel containers, uh -huh. like about like that. Um, and we, 
uh, filled yeah. up 60%. Um, okay, it wasn't measured exactly. 60% with rubbing alcohol and the rest with aloe vera. Well, therein lies Boom. the problem, though, of Boom. rubbing alcohol. For example, Boom. I mean, honestly, man, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't have rubbing alcohol. What? Uh, I don't have rubbing alcohol. I actually wanted to get some isopropyl alcohol to clean the heads of my tape machine. And I'm like, man, is there any like electronic store or something where I'll be able to find it? It's, it's nowhere. Oh. I, do have, uh, I do have hydrogen oh. peroxide, which will work as well. Well, I guess if you do have that in your cupboard, because a lot of people, especially elderly people like myself, every garage sale I go to, there's rubbing alcohol. So Every garage sale? <laughs> seriously. Garage sales, okay, I'll say it, estate sales. You know what I'm talking about, estate sales, where the people no longer need their stuff. So a, a lot of us have rubbing alcohol. I, I hope you you have that the other uh, of course alternative to hand sanitizer if you can't if you don't even have that use soap soap, soap and, and water. water soap and water is soap and very water. effective i yeah. understand yeah. it is very effective there's it's a lot of information true. out there on both ends of that but i i've seen many things about why soap and water is effective so again you know get your own information i i hope i've given you some resources here I, I want everyone to understand that we're in this together, that it is a big deal. And yeah, you, uh, you actually have a friend that was in China. Uh, not a friend that was in China, is a in friend China. that is in China, a friend that's lived there and has been experiencing this for three months. One of my, one of my besties, uh, Liam, LG, what's up, my man, um, is, uh, is living in shanghai and is teaching in shanghai as well and his life came to a screeching halt when he suddenly had to basically quarantine himself and live out of his apartment classes were canceled had to find another way of uh of teaching largely had a a long hiatus where he um he actually recorded uh, or he laid the groundwork for recording 27 tunes which is a great thing to hear because you want to know that people can be creative and inspirational during a difficult time like this. Um, you know, he didn't let, he didn't let fear overtake him, but he saw every time he would have to go to the campus or go out for a jog or anything like that. Streets were bare. Campus, campus was empty. Um, there wasn't much that he could do, uh, but he speaks very, very plainly, very strongly in a Facebook post that he shared yesterday um, on his feelings that, that China has actually done uh, a tremendous job at, um, at making things right. At first, they weren't necessarily sharing information and they didn't really uh, get a hold of the situation, but uh, eventually they did start sharing information, which is key, and, uh, and put a clamp down on... Uh, what people could do. So they limited the amount of activity. They did basically what we're starting to see roll out here. Um, and Liam suggests largely just stay inside for a couple of weeks. Stay inside for a couple of weeks, which uh, is hard for some people, I know. I mean, it's been, I've had my own challenges with, okay, well, wait a second, let me just go. Uh, let me let me get rubber gloves. Let me go to Home Depot and get rubber gloves. Oh no, Home Depot is going to have more than ten people. 
right? It's 10 people now, I think, right? Uh, oh, right. And, yes. Right, right. That we're right. not supposed to um, congregate in groups of more more than 10 people. Okay, so, uh, hold on just a second. I want to comment to somebody on Facebook who says they can't hear you. I'm doing the Facebook Live uh, in a, in a very... Um, garagey kind of way so um sorry if it's hard to hear john this podcast will come out as a podcast uh, when i tested it i could hear him okay but you might have to uh, turn it i'm gonna up a little i'm bit. gonna I'm really lean sorry. in a little bit that'll Maybe help a help. lot that'll yeah does, if you could just does, lean does that in. help um, um does that help ryan hmm hello oh, it's ryan <laughs> it's ryan Ryan. Ryan, I'm calling you out. What did you leave? Well, now you can't hear John because you're not watching. Okay. Oh, because now he's so, not. Yeah, he's like, I can't hear him. Forget this. I can't this. hear him. Forget it. Get off. So the most worthwhile part of the show, yes. and he can't even hear it. Right. No. And you, we are kind of going in and out. So I'm, I'm not sure what's happening now. Yes, he says yes. So I think he can hear you better. Oh, okay, so great. Lean in, okay. baby. And I'm it's leaning probably, in. It's probably quite a delay. I forget. It's probably a long delay. It's like we're in space. It's like we're from Mars. <laughs> so. So back to yeah, it's it's um well so so I've I've been out though you know and mm -hmm. and uh, not much but enough to see the waves of um, politeness and paranoia that are taking over right people want to smile at one another and say hey we're we're going through all this together and also quite honestly just stay the fuck away from me and. Uh, and in Bymart the other day, oh, sorry, Facebook, right? I can't do that. Uh, Facebook, not Facebook, Bymart. I was in Bymart and I was really surprised at seeing the number of people that were buying guns and buying bullets. And, uh, and that's sort of been the big catch for me is noticing the, um, how we've already been infected. Right, how we've already been infected by the the fear of this, and not that we shouldn't be, not that we shouldn't uh, raise our awareness, be smart, make the right choices. I think it really is a good idea to self isolate, to uh, self quarantine, to um, I stocked up on dry goods, all of that stuff. Uh, but I think it's also an important time for us to really. Um, evaluate look at how we're communicating and what we allow to lead our communication are we communicating from a place of fear from a place of scarcity and lack and we're going to run out of toilet paper and oh my god this is going to happen and, and all of that or can we communicate from a place of compassion kindness and love for one another and really just getting getting the details right so that we can make smart informed decisions and as you said you know help Help the people that might not necessarily um, be as used to getting information online, um, that might have a hard time going to the store and getting toilet paper. Uh, anything that we can do to um, prepare ourselves and help, help people prepare, I think is, uh, is a really worthwhile um, thing to focus on right now. Yeah, I think I think that's really true. And um, I've already seen people, you know, helping each other. It's especially obvious when you look at Facebook that you can see people helping each other out a lot. I'm moving my camera around a lot because I'm trying to to find a better position so you can hear John. And that has to do with how I have this set up because the audio 
didn't work the way I wanted it to. So I'm afraid he's going to be a little low on the Facebook. I'm just live, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna Google up. so I don't have to shout. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google you, where the microphone is on this computer. So. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> you are cutting in and out a little bit, but it's also the fact that it's also how I'm, I'm doing this um, because it's it's goofy. The uh, people are already showing the worldwide. I think the spirit of of helping. Um, there are. All different kinds of people who are, you know, doing what they do every day as far as doctors and police and fire and um, volunteers who already are doing what, you know, putting themselves in danger to help others. The other thing I wanted to point out is that the, uh, even if the death rate is much higher than the normal flu season, it won't be your risk of actually dying from this is pretty low your risk of knowing someone that does is pretty high, especially if you're younger than in my age or younger and healthy, then your risk is even lower. Um, That's they, a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good so point. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily your own risk of death that we're trying to do all these things for, but it's, um, it's protecting everyone else. Yeah, uh, and, uh, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't mean to call anybody out, but um, I thought it was, I, I heard a reporter uh, ask uh, the president during the news conference this morning uh, that was very interesting and very telling and um, definitely raises more flags um, about uh, the Oklahoma governor who went out to eat for dinner on Saturday night and took Facebook pictures and, and, you know, lots of people were saying, you're not being, you're not being brave. You're just being selfish. And it's, that might sound a little harsh, but it's kind of true that, um, uh, I would, I, I think like you said, I like that you said you're a podcaster and you, you feel a certain amount of responsibility to getting engaged in the conversation and keeping information flowing. Um, a governor likewise has the uh, has the responsibility to set a trend for the people that he governs, and uh, and unfortunately that just wasn't the right right message to send. It's hard because we're we're all experiencing this for the first time, right? We don't really. I haven't really had this experience before. Have you, you ever seen? You ever gone through this before? Nothing at all like this. I actually um, alluded to that a little bit in, in my long diatribe when I f first started talking. Nothing even close to this. And, um, you know, a lot of people are equating this to the the world wars. And that's what it's similar to. Even, even if it has a much lower um, s ratio of killing people, it's still affecting, I mean, it's already affected us. The, the amount of economic effect has been massive. Um, you know, the amount of um, effect it's had on everyone's life through all kinds of different ways. And especially, of course, the people who are affected more are gonna be the poor. People who are poor, people who are homeless, people who, uh, can't, who, are, all, who are laid up for any reason and, and need others to, so that they can get by. They are affected far more than you or I, and and the, a lot of people I know. So that's that's kind of the hardest part. Um, 
Ryan says he can hear you now. Good. Okay, I get what I I understand what I got to do now. I keep playing. I, with my I also turned it. I also turned up my microphone on my computer. I don't know if that helps. Maybe I'm too loud now. But uh, you are not. No. Okay. You're de- great. Definitely not too loud. Great. Um. Yeah. The it's. Uh. <laughs> It's really coming to a time of making personal choices and and personal sacrifices, and uh, I think that we will see. Uh, I think we'll see small businesses suffer greatly, and I really hope that that the relief does come through uh, for small businesses. Um, um, but it's it's certainly going to be a challenging time, and uh, and uh, you know I got a. Uh, I got invited to a meeting by a small business owner at her store this morning uh, in town and uh, with, a, with, a, with a handful of other people. And I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to come. And uh, I said, I think it's definitely a time where we have to, even though we might not agree with each other's choices in that, we have to respect that. People might want to honor this idea of flattening the curve, of, of not spreading the disease, even though we might not be carrying it or in, in risk of contracting it at this point. We just don't know because all of the data, right, comes well after people have been infected by it. Uh, this person's response was, F that, F that shit, right? And, uh, I was I was a little shocked. I was taken aback by that because um, being tough, being strong, muscling through this, uh, I don't personally think that's the way. Uh, this might very well be something that we that the majority of us get and um, live through. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> and the the idea of flattening the curve the the idea of of doing whatever we can to help those who might not necessarily be as healthy uh as we are uh i think is the right choice you spoke about you know obesity in this country and and um you know there was that detail in the uh uh michael osterholm piece on joe rogan about 45% of this nation being obese and the real challenge, I believe, that comes with that threat to obesity is um, people that have diabetes, right? Um, and uh, and one thing that my friend Liam, good old Liam in China, said was, he said, if you run out of food, this might just be the the perfect opportunity to fast. And there is there is a piece of going out and shopping and getting yourself stocked up and all of that, that uh, is trying to create, obviously, more of a barrier of stuff between us and this, uh, the president called it, uh, what do you call it? He called it the invisible, the invisible threat or something like that this morning, um, which I was really surprised he said that. That is surprising, and it's actually kind of dangerous that um, the it's hard to. I think 
maybe this is more in America, maybe it's every country, but it seems like more in America, the response is to go out and buy guns and be a rebel about it by right. by right. having by having the parade. They, you know, there was a massive parade, um, St. Patrick's Day parade, where everyone showed up, no one was going to listen to anybody, and the big thing is that the healthy people, the, the healthy folks, are still going to spread it. So if you're healthy, you may not even right. feel any symptoms ever. You could still spread the virus to others and end up being responsible for the extreme sickness or death of a lot of people. Because even people who don't die, people who need care, um, who need uh, maybe a respirator to get through the disease because they have underlying symptoms, that is still a major hit on our hospitals and health care systems right now. And a major hit, um, you know on our community. So I think that's a, a big, I had the same feeling. I still have the same feeling. I want to just say, oh, no, I'm fine. We, I can go out and, you know, get more hamburger at Trader Joe's. But unfortunately, we need to back off. We need to try and flatten that curve. According to some of these experts, it, it's just getting here. America is just seeing it. The big problem we have in America now is that uh, 43, I think it went, I think it's as high as, well, where are my notes? I've got notes. Um, oh, I didn't write that down. But there, when you look at the graphs today, there's live graphs that you can look at. There's something like 4,900 cases in America that is largely because of lack of testing. There are not tests. No, no matter what the president says, the WHO and the CDC are saying, there are not tests out there. There are not ways. I mean, 49 people in a county of 340,000. Okay, that's a that's a local sample of have, how have few a, people are a, tested. Right. So, so the WHO doesn't have any tests at all, right? Um, the, not that I know of. No, the t especially in America, the tests are either going to be from the government or mostly the tests are going to come from private because that's how we get our medicine. Well, it's interesting because, uh, so Bill Gates the other day, right? Um, who? Did you see that news? Bill, Bill Gates? Who? You know who Bill, Bill Gates. Gates is? Bill Gates? Bill Gates? Nope. It's never, a song. Never Bill heard of Gates. Him. Bill Gates. Um, uh, retired from the, uh, or stepped down from the board of Microsoft, also stepped down from the board of Berkshire Hathaway so that he could focus on, on global health global health initiatives. I don't know necessarily what that's going to mean, how that's going to translate, but, uh, but I believe it. And it seems like the right thing to do for somebody like Bill Gates to uh, be willing to get involved and say, hey, you know what, we've got a, we have a pandemic here and we need, uh, we're going to need solutions. <clears throat> One thing that I really know very, nothing about, other than I heard it during this news conference this morning, was Apparently, Jeff Bezos has been uh, at the White House the last couple of days. Uh, I don't know if he's been talking to the president. Um, the president de didn't seem to suggest that they had spoken. Um, but it does seem like there might be people that are trying to use the systems they have in place to help get, to help reach people, to help get the help out there. Um, I certainly hope so. Maybe that's just me being optimistic, but, um, well, according to one of my, one of the watchers on Facebook who said today they are sending test kits worldwide. So that's fantastic. Um, the who is probably going to, you know, they're already overwhelmed. Uh, if they send test kits worldwide, that's, that is what's needed. 
who knows how many test kits they actually have. All we, I mean, the only thing we really know right now that, that, um, that I've heard, I'm not an expert, so I don't know any of this. This is just me sharing my experiences. I've heard that we do not have enough test kits in America. The, if you look at the amount of people tested state by state, uh, nationwide, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. Uh, and eventually, we're going to run out. I mean, if it hits the way that they're expecting it to hit, we're going to run out of test kits. And a lot of it is going to be self-diagnostics. It's going to be if you feel sick, you call your doctor. If, if, you know, if your symptoms are severe, then you'll need to go get help. If they are not severe, you'll need to stay in for at least 14 days, possibly more. It, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, total, yeah. total, total speculation here. But if, for example, Amazon or some, somebody, uh, was able to say, all right, we're going to ship kits to every household in the country. Right. And people can ship them back to us and they will be self-testing kits. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's something. I don't know what, what's required with that, but, uh, but I like the idea of that. Um, uh, invisible enemy is what the president said. He also said, uh, what did he say? He said, someday it will hopefully end. He just alluded to someday it will hopefully end, which were all words that of course didn't help the stock market at all. Uh, things started spiraling down even further. Today was a huge loss there. I'm sure you know, um, this is just, this is just beginning. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a fearful kind of way, and I don't mean to be so certain with that. Uh, but I do believe that this is, this is just beginning. If we really clamp down on it and if the experts are right about self isolating and how that can really, um, minimize the spread, uh, and allow the disease to allow the, uh, um, the virus to pass or to die. Um, it's so worthwhile losing a couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. Then, yeah. I, then I totally having agree. this go on, having this go on all summer, right. Having this go, I mean, man, dude, I missed tool concert. The, I missed the tool concert the other night and lunch with you because of this thing. And, uh, and of course I was bummed, <laughs> but, um, but it's the responsible thing to do, right? It's oh, the, it's the, that's just bizarre. Cause I swear I missed lunch with you as well. No, man, no, I'm, I missed lunch with you. And, um, I think I missed anyway. So the, <laughs> we could go on all day on that. Um, and, and you know, all I'm the, saying is burning, burning man's coming up. So, you know, I mean, it's like, come on. Oh. Oh man, yeah. Wrap this, wrap this stuff up. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that something that we really need to touch on, something we really need to remember is that this is nothing like our grandparents faced. None of us are being forced to go to England and fight this uh, on a sandy beach while machine guns shoot at us. Excellent point. It, it's um, it's gonna be a lot. For our generation this is going to be a big it is a big deal it's going to be a big deal we'll get through it we'll get through it and remember to support each other remember that panic right. is really unnecessary um not all of the, the zombie apocalypse it's not, not the, the zombie, zombie and but you know sharpen your shovels just in case but it, it's um 
I'm kidding. Don't sharpen your shovels. I, I saw I saw an ad the other day, a, a Facebook or Instagram ad popped up for this, like, the ultimate shovel weapon. And it was like, man, here we go. You know, it's just um, be mindful of, uh, of what, what you ingest and, uh, and the fear tactics. And the fear, yeah, because that, that's something we see in America a lot. Like you said, you were at Bymart and you saw people buying guns. I didn't, I didn't experience that. Um, but it, um, I know it happens in America. I've heard that from other people that, that, uh, and gun sales go up. It's already been reported that gun sales have gone up. It's some, it's how America responds. I'm sure that the NRA loves it. I did want to touch on a couple things that I forgot about. And that is the fact, uh, this is also from the Michael Osterholm interview, um, that there are some, some rumors that tend to circulate immediately. Hopefully they've been squashed already. This is not an attack. It's not an attack by terrorists. This is not, this is not something uh, from outer space. This is not something that uh, I put on the internet and that you can catch by using your computer. This is a virus that they've known about for a long time. The people who study viruses have studied this virus. The reason it's called COVID-19 is because there are lots of other COVID viruses. This is another thing you can research, and if you're interested, if it'll help. Um, so it's not that it's abnormal, it's that it's worse than a lot of other viruses. The, the thinking now is that it came from open-air markets and probably bats, because there are a lot of open-air wild meat markets in China. So that is the that's what they think now. The If you listen to enough people, you'll see that uh, no one really knows. And that's partly why it, there's such a big response. They don't know how it uh, mutated to its present form because it was a different form before that we had um, inoculations for. Now it's in a form that there is no cure for. That's one of the big uh, scary parts about it. There is no cure for it. There is not a, uh, If you take the vaccine for COVID-19 that doesn't exist, it won't help you because it doesn't exist. When they were taking flu vaccines last year, uh, it was about 50% effective. That's still 50% effective. This year, there is no such vaccine and it's a, it's a worse virus because of the way it attacks the lungs. So people who are, did have underlying problems um, tend to, there, there's a higher death rate than other viruses. I don't want to quote the death rate because I'm not clear enough about it and it seems to change daily, but yeah, it is pretty serious. So you still, in most cases, you will probably be fine. If you do self-lockdown, uh, you will very probably, much, much better chance that you will be fine. And we, you know, a lot of us are going to be just fine because uh, any, anyone who listens to this podcast will be great. So uh, can I can I read a couple of things that my friend wrote in Please. his uh, very Please, yes. very very well written yes. piece? Because yes. um, <clears throat> you touched on some of that. Uh, uh, coronaviruses jump between species on a regular basis. The bat or bat pangolin human spillover theory, like what you're talking about, uh, makes a lot of sense given that all the first cases emerged from a market slaughtering and selling exotic animals. If you're still skeptical, check out the awesome Radiolab podcast, Patient Zero, which traces the origins of HIV from SIV, uh, simian immunodeficiency virus, um, from uh, spotted nose guanons, uh, and red-caped 
manga bays to chimpanzees and finally to humans. Uh, these coronaviruses exist, right? And they, they jump around. It's those uh, spotted nose guanons. Yes. I, it's, it, do you know about the spotted nose guanons? Because that, uh, that was a mouthful to say. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other piece that he said that I wanted to share was, uh, if you're a young, even middle-aged person, relatively good health, you will probably just be fine, even if you get infected. In most cases, something like 80% of patients, uh, the disease doesn't progress fast enough past the dry cough or fever. Even if you do develop serious conditions and need critical care, there is a simple and effective treatment. Oxygen. The stuff you're breathing now is mostly nitrogen. If you get COVID-19, which attacks the lungs after all, add pure oxygen and boom. You're getting five times the normal concentration of O2. Your lungs can virtually take a sick day. I think it's, I'm, you know, I, I, I believe him. I trust him. I know there's, there's a, uh, you could consider it opinion in there, but, but it's, that's very legitimate that uh, uh, a major boost of oxygen is going to help heal the lungs. That it's going to help the, the lung he, lungs heal, heal themselves, right? And ultimately, uh, our bodies, our healthy bodies, healthy immune systems um, are what keep us alive, are what keep us able to deflect whatever diseases come our way, or uh, viruses come. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I really appreciate you reading that. Isn't there oxygen bars in L.A.? I think, yeah, there are oxygen bars in L.A. So everyone just get on a plane and come to L. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. And you're not in L.A. anymore. You forgot. No, so, no, no. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanted, what, what was I thinking? But, you know, but at L- first L.A. I thought, is still in well, me, baby. Uh, uh, my first thought was, if I, if I get it, great. You know, I probably won't get that sick. Maybe I'll feel miserable. Then I'll have the antibodies and I won't have to worry about it. And then I realized I live with someone who has compromised lungs and who is in the high risk group. So that's not good. But beyond the person that I live with is all the person, people that I might spread it around to before I know I have it. So I, that's, I guess that's not the best plan. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. So, uh, what else is going on? Huh? No, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the other strange part about this is that no matter what we try to do to normalize our lives and how we might feel like we're sick of this, it's taking over. It is definitely coming in as something that just robs our thoughts, right? It, uh, I've been shocked how sometimes I'm like, all right, let's, let's not talk about this. Let's not have a conversation about this. And it quickly just lapses back into a conversation about coronavirus. Absol- oh, absolutely. I mean, this is the, I mean, quite honestly, it's the last thing I wanted to talk to you about on my podcast. And, and you know, I, I really am not ready to do a live Facebook podcast, as people watching this can probably figure out. But I, <laughs> I felt like talking about it, like talking about any major trauma, if someone dies in your family, you tend to talk about it a lot, you know, you talk about it with yeah. your friends and family, and I think talking about it really helps. So I'm going to try, if I can, get some actual experts on my show and probably do another one of these um, and uh, see how that goes. Uh, but I, you know, if it takes over the podcast for a couple of weeks, that's just part of it. If hopefully it'll help somebody, hopefully it helps to talk about it, helps to listen to, it helps to. Um, so I understand you're on season four 
of Better Call Saul? <laughs> yeah, I'm on season four of Better Call Saul. And it's interesting because uh, ever since the uh, the coronavirus hit, I, oh man, see, oh, here I go, oops. right back to it. See, it just, it just it doesn't it, work. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, well, I think what I'm going to do, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, stay on the line, please, for just one moment, because we might have more to talk about. I'm going to wrap this up offline. My phone is dying. The reason uh -oh. I didn't plug my phone in is because I didn't want this to go too long, I, because I've never done Facebook Live, so I thought I would just, you know, if it dies, it dies. So everyone watching on Facebook, thank you very much for watching. You can go back and replay it, of course. Um, I hope this has been helpful for some. Uh, I will put, I will add links. I think I can do this. I will go in and edit and add the links that we talked about. There's at least three of them, probably more. Um, you're, of course, in the comments, Ryan Olson has already added a link to the WHO. Um, that's the World Health Organization, not the band, unfortunately. Wouldn't it be great if that's what we were talking about? All this was about the WHO. <laughs> It's, it's adulteryism. Okay, so to the Facebook folks, this will be available as a podcast. If you couldn't hear John very well, you want to hear him better, you, you, you want to listen to it again, you've just got the end of it, I will be putting this up uh, most likely tomorrow. I understand that by tomorrow, this will be old information. Everything we talked about will be old because that's how things are going now. But thanks a lot for watching. And um, oh, before I leave, be good to each other. All right, as far as I know, I have ended live video. Uh, Looks like it. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Cool. So people said they nice. couldn't hear you, but I don't, I think Ryan could not maybe have a speaker turned down or he's watching three things or, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm not even going to tell you what I was doing there to get the sound right. Um, I found no, out. No, now I want to know. What do, were you doing well, there to, to get do the Facebook sound right? Live, on my computer. For one, I probably wouldn't have been able to use Pro Tools because Pro Tools is using the sound card. So uh, I would have had a complete, no, I wouldn't have been able to record. It would have sucked. I couldn't get what I wanted. So aside from that, to get the sound through the board, as far as I could tell in, in uh, my short amount of troubleshooting is that I would have had to get another program. It, uh, you know, I'm sure there's several available, but I saw one right away so that that program does all the work and then connects to the Facebook server. And so then I, it would know to use my sound guard. Facebook doesn't seem to. It doesn't seem to be able to find my sound guard, even though it says it's getting sound through my sound card. It doesn't. Um, so we'll, oh, this is the aftercast, I guess. I'm still recording. I just realized I'm still going. So... I'll let it, all the people in. This is the backstage of Were You Still Talking? We're now backstage with John Griffin, my good buddy. And uh, what's happening now is I'm, as you, well, everyone knows by now. They've been listening to the whole thing. What I was doing was I was putting, I had the Facebook Live on the phone, which in fact is the best way to do it. Another thing I could do is if I had a little preamp for the phone, I could have plugged things into the phone, but I don't. Mm. So... Facebook Live was on the phone. I had the phone next to the speaker. I had the speaker on. Well, that's that's the way you so, roll. That's cool. <laughs> I just thought of. So hey, this this like, one just this, this one just came in. This, this one, one came in. I, I I went to Facebook to see you uh, to see you wa to watch you end your video. 
Cool. Uh, and uh, and just underneath you is my buddy James Hoskins, who posted uh, posted an article. Um, Masturbation boosts your immune system and raises your white blood cell count. So there you go. If you're feeling the need to uh, boost your immune system, there's always uh, there's always the good old masturbation. You know, I've heard it also helps with depression, which is something we got to really watch out for as this. That's true. As this yeah, comes, that's you really know, true. As people get more and more isolated. I know some people like to be isolated, but when you're, it's funny, if you like to be isolated, but then it's forced on you, it still might be difficult. For a lot of us, it's really difficult. I know, though, that you pretty much spend most of your day in your house, right? You just pretty much coop yourself up. and You, ca- you can't tell me you that I can't go outside. Car. What are you talking about? Yeah. Don't exactly. tell me I can't drive. Don't tell yeah. me I can't. Well, it was interesting when I went for a walk vehicle. today, there was a million people out and about. There was a whole ton of people uh, walking around. So uh, that was nice to see, actually. I, I didn't stay six feet from anyone, but I also didn't see anyone coughing. And if I did, I would have stayed six feet away. But it looks like it's maybe not in Lane County yet, but we sure don't know. So you know what? I'm going to wrap mean- up the podcast and then we can just talk as, as people. Okay, does that mean, though, that you uh, you were less than six feet or just more than six feet? Were you just walking up behind people and just making them uncomfortable as you walked behind them? or I would run up behind them and, you know, put uh, cover their eyes and guess who? Were you doing, were you doing <laughs> gag videos where you'd go up yeah. with them, go up behind them with a spray bottle and go, ah, chew spray. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, since I am still podcasting, and this probably still be will be part of the podcast, I wanted to say what? that, um, and I think I said this earlier, some people do get offended by the humor. Uh, humor is really good for the immune system. You, you know, laughter is a really good thing. If you're offended by a post on Facebook or something, just scroll back, scroll by the post. Don't give it another thought. Also, if you, if it's too overwhelming, and you're already self-isolating and you're watching the news and the Facebook and looking at different things, then really self-isolate. Turn that stuff off. Turn on the, turn on the music. Turn on, uh, go for a walk, uh, work out, go swimming, anything else, anything else. Um, one of the funniest things I heard was Bill Maher, uh, if, if you like Bill, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. On his show, he was talking about how he felt really terrible, and it was the first show well, my, he was my doing. Th- my throat kind of hurts a little bit. His throat hurt a lot. He said, my throat was, it was hurting terrible, and I just felt like crap. And then, then he realized because it was all the pot that he was smoking. Hey! So, oh, if you're smoking a lot of weed, eh, don't worry about it. That's normal. Well, that, Drink more water. That's a, that's a normal thing. <laughs> So, but speaking about doing positive things, disconnecting and things like that, I'm going to put it to you, man. Are you going to do this, uh, this abundance group? No, I'm not. And you said there would be no judgment. So there is, there is no judgment on a podcast. I'm already doing those kind of things on my own. I really appreciate the invite. I really do. And, uh, if you could talk a little about it now, that would be great. If you could kind of tell people about what you're doing. I've been doing different types of meditation for a couple of months um, sometimes more than an hour of um, quiet reflection. It's been extremely difficult the last five days, but I did do it uh, today for sure. And your just the mention of your group helped. So if you want to talk about that, go ahead. Oh well, I mean, I just wanted to I just wanted to find out if you were going to do it or not. But um, but it's still a great thing to share. 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, somebody invited me a, about a week ago to participate in Twenty One Days of Abundance, uh, Deepak Chopra um, um, event or uh, not event, uh, but uh, group where essentially, just like I did with you, somebody reached out to me and a bunch of other people and said, "Hey, I'm doing this thing, Twenty One Days of Abundance. Do you want to do it? It's uh, it's some meditations. It's getting a journal. It's writing in the journal. It's disconnecting from social media. It's disconnecting from." from your cell phone and all of that stuff. And uh, what I like about it definitely is there's a focus to handwriting, which I think is a healthy thing for everyone to experience. Cause I think, uh, um, you know, I, so many people are used to typing nowadays on their phone or on their computer or things like that. But I think there's, there's a lot that, uh, you know, I mean, there's obviously different people that look at handwriting and they can, analyze your handwriting and what it means and what it says about you. I don't know about any of that stuff, but I do think it's really a healthy process to connect with, um, connect with creation and connect with different ways of creating. And whether that's taking a pen or a pencil and writing in a journal or drawing a picture or, um, or writing music or, or writing a song or writing a story uh, actually moving your hand and creating something um, is, I think, really, I think I talked about it before, is is a beneficial thing to do at a point like this when there's any kind of fear that might come in. Because I think that's the ultimate antidote to fear is creating something out of joy, out of love, right? And uh, And so I've really enjoyed being in this group. And I think I shared with you that uh, you were one of the one of the the assignments that it asked. One of the tasks was to uh, write down prosperous people that are in your life, and um, and you were one of my prosperous people because I think you do live authentically in yourself. I know you meditate. You, um, uh, you know, are mostly kind, uh, calm, and. Uh, even keeled, uh, except for when you're doing a podcast, then you get worked up a little bit. But, um, but uh, you've been such a, I don't know, I'm not going to tout you too much here, but you've been such a great friend and um, you have such valuable insight. And uh, yeah, I just thought it would be a good thing, uh, a fun thing that you might enjoy doing. Um, but apparently not. <laughs> Well, there you go with the guilt again. But thank you, thank no, you no, very no, no, much. No, no. Thanks for inviting me. It just it's it's not what resonates with me no, no, right no, now. The, I've done uh, a honestly, lot of, honestly, no, yeah, no, no thing. I'm I I'm mean, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to end my words from coming out of my mouth now. <laughs> so okay, it's just that sometimes uh, writing is not the thing for me. I'm doing a lot of creative stuff now. I was actually going on a creative sort of. Uh, ramping up my creativity between the podcast and doing uh, videos for YouTube that uh, a few people might enjoy. Right now, you can test your listening skills with my latest drum video. And uh, yeah, different thing. I think being creative in, in any way, it's, um, I understand handwriting is uh, it just not, not a thing that... Um, it feels like work to me. That's <laughs> just... It feels like work. And that's not something I want to, I don't want to add that right now. Um, you know, in a week from now, I might feel differently. And I I'm, I'm hope that the 
that everyone gets a lot out of that group. I'm sure they will. Um, it's a it's a great thing. It is a great thing, and um, just it, just a different way of just a different way of connecting with people, especially during a time like this. Right. And I think that's that's a really nice thing. Is just for all of us to find ways to connect, and this is this is a way for us to connect too. Having a podcast, I mean, kudos to you and bravo for. We're just going, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. You, you want to be on this podcast? And let's do it on Facebook Live. I've never done it before, but let's hit record now. And you did it. And that's uh, that's connecting. And that's... that's um, Well, thank you. That's, that's, ov- that, that's obviously what's going to be challenged during this self-isolation period. So, um, yeah, good for you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was my, my thing. I'm very nervous about going on Facebook, and I'm, I'm resisting... The- the urge already just to delete that video, but hopefully... Oh, you should delete it, man. It was terrible. (laughs) It was was terrible. Oh, by the way, delete that now. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to do the wrap-up. Okay, here we go. Uh, Oh, remember to say it with me. You've been listening to... Were you... uh, Hello? Hello? Are you still there? Oh, you want me to say it with you? I thought you were talking to the audience. (laughs) Three, four... You've been listening to... Were Were you you still still talking? talking? Oh, yeah, that was right off. All right, maybe next time. Oh, I'll put it it together. It was right on in my ears. I will will put that together, and it will sound like we did it together. Thank you so much for listening to... uh, I hope to be back soon. You never know in these particular times. I probably will do another one of these um, side podcasts, I'll just call it, about what's happening now. Otherwise, I'll be back with a guest that we, and we may talk about something completely different. The idea for this was was from a guest that actually had to cancel at the last minute because of things going on in her life, but we were going to talk about her experiences and stuff. She was one of the first persons I knew that was going to self-isolate. So she was way ahead of the curve, but then things got too busy. And um, thanks so much for listening. And as I said uh, a little bit ago to end the... Facebook, I'm getting confused with Facebook and FaceTime, (laughs) to be good to each other. Thanks, Joel.